with the Bedside Missionary Baptist Church this morning. Bedside means you were still in your bed this morning, glory to God, and couldn't get out. Um, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. The, the atmosphere is charged. If you need a miracle this morning, the atmosphere is charged. If you need a miracle this morning, the atmosphere is already charged, already charged. You know, miracles, uh, the body of Christ is, it was not ever meant to live by miracles. Miracle is something that has to happen, uh, is a supernatural event that has to happen, a supernatural interruption. But when the body of Christ lives according to the word of God, according to the kingdom of God, it says signs and wonders will follow you everywhere you go. The body of Christ was never meant to live by miracles. Miracles are, are supernatural interruptions. But when you live according to the word of God, signs and wonders will follow you everywhere you go. So you don't have to be chasing out the signs and wonders. You don't have to be believing God for miracle signs and wonders and, and all the time, because when you live according to the word of God, Miracles, signs, and wonders will follow you everywhere you go. Miracle, signs, and wonders will follow you everywhere you go. Miracle, signs, and wonders will follow you everywhere you go when you make a decision to live according to the word of God, when you make a decision to live according to the kingdom of God. Miracle, signs, and wonders will follow you everywhere you go everywhere you you can't go anywhere and the miracle signs and wonders won't show up we actually had an opportunity uh this week to speak to uh, uh someone who's physically never been to ignite but watches it online if you don't understand how important your life is to other people around you on your job your friends your family members your neighbor you never know if what you said will change their life. And in this individual life, it literally came down to their life. Based off of a conversation, a general conversation that we were having with them. A general conversation wasn't scripted. We didn't have five prayer points. We didn't have a uh, hundred, we didn't have any of that. It was just a general conversation in a kitchen. And when this person was at the lowest point of their life, the thing that the Lord used that literally saved their life was that the words that was going on in that kitchen. It wasn't no dida that. We didn't even do a dida thou. It was just talking about things, church talking about life, talking about the things of God, talking about how everybody's at different levels, Every, it's all a process. That's what, and they remember that part, but some, another part, they remember them laughing. And that's lit, I'm telling, I, 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 for, for out of uh, respect, we're not gonna get into the details, but when we're telling you, when they told, we didn't even know this, and, and this conversation happened two years ago, right? It was two years ago that this conversation that we had with them happened in their kitchen, just, just talking, because they watched the broadcast. 
and at the lowest point in their life, that's what God brought back to their remembrance. And it literally saved their life. If you don't think what you say outside of these four walls matters, you were deceived. If you don't think that not walking in love matters, no matter where that person is, on what level they're at, it will literally save their life. And this person literally, not figuratively, literally saved their life. And we didn't even know. And then they said a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago, uh, when we were, they were watching the broadcast and the message that we were ministering on sparked was day one for them. It sparked a change. Your words matter. And what I said to God, God, praise God. I want to be effective. Famous is overrated. I want to be effective. I'd much rather be effective than to be. If fame comes out of it, praise the Lord, because all glory goes to God. But I'd much rather be effective. I pray to be effective not famous, effective. You can have 10,000 people following you and not be effective, not impacted their life at all. What did you do? You created a 10,000 backsliders. Give me effectiveness all day long. So we've, I didn't know this, uh, Minister June didn't know this, we found this out yesterday. So, God, God's greatest system is much different because I was just having a conversation with God yesterday. Lord, I, I, I'd rather be, I want to be effective. I, I, help show me how to be more effective. And then Minister Joanne came home and shared this with me. And then like, he's like, any questions? I'm like, yeah, I don't have a question. Every person's life you're going to touch, you may not, you may never know. I'd rather be effective. So we're going to jump right into the word. I'm telling you this morning. He asked, he asked a question. Well, we was, I was actually writing yesterday and he asked me this question. And I'm going to share it with you. I'm not even, it's, it's a question. You don't have to answer this between you and God. And this is what he, this is what he, I'm going to make the declaration and we're going to jump right in. So the spirit of, I make this declaration in accordance to Isaiah 61 and one, it says this, that the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive, to open up the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God and to comfort all who mourn, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified and they shall build the old ways then they shall raise up the former desolation and they shall repair the waste cities the desolation of many generations father we give you glory on and praise and thank you for this opportunity in your word we thank you that our preaching and teaching will not be with enticing words of man's wisdom but father let it be a demonstration of spirit and power that the faith of the people lie not in the wisdom of men but in the power of the most high god Father God, I decrease that you may increase all of you and none of me. Let my tongue be the pen of a ready writer. 
writing the very oracles of your word upon the tables of their heart. Father, for your word will not return unto you void, but it must accomplish that which you please and prosper in the things to which you have sent it. Father, we declare in the name of Jesus that we have covenanted with you for miracles, signs, wonders, manifestations of the gifts of the Holy Spirit as you see fit. And we give you glory, honor, and praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Now, this morning, he, yesterday, I was writing and he, and he asked this question. He says, how many people come to prayer and ask God what he would like for them to pray about? How many people come to prayer and ask God, what would you like me to pray for today? He said, he said, most people come with their laundry list and do all the talking and never allow God to get a word in edgewise and leave out as confused and as frustrated as they were when they came in. He says, people come to prayer with a laundry list, a laundry list of everything they want to say to God in the time that they're praying and everything, and they never stop talking long enough to allow God to say anything. So they walk out, you walk out just as frustrated and confused as you were when you came in. And most people will say, prayer doesn't work. And that's not true. Prayer works, but it doesn't work if you're doing all the talking. He says this, he says in Philippians 4, 6, he says to be anxious for nothing and worry about nothing, but pray about everything. You're not anxious for anything, but you're praying about everything. What is anxious? And what's another, what's different words for anxious? Concerned, worried, fearful, afraid. He says, pray. He says, don't be concerned or worried or anxious about anything, but pray about everything. He says this, he says, when Jesus went to God, when Jesus went to God, Jesus went to God, he went to God to find out the heart of the Father. When Jesus went to prayer with God, when he communicated with God, he went to God to find out what was the heart of the Father. In other words, Father, what is it that you would have me to say today? Father, what is it that you would have me to do today? Because remember, Jesus only said what the Father said to say. He only did what the Father told him to do. Did y'all did ever see that when I was reading the Bible? It never talks about Jesus went to God with a laundry list. The only time you ever read about Jesus going to God in prayer and, and ask and talking to God about something was just before he got ready to ascend back up into heaven. Well, well back before he got ready to go to the cross. He says this, he says, so I need you to make a decision today to go to God in prayer like in Matthew 6, 10. And Matthew, and, the, and what people have historically called the Lord's Prayer is it's actually a pattern of prayer. Father, hallowed be thy name. When you're going into God, the way you enter into God's presence is with thanksgiving and praise in accordance to Psalms 100. We enter into his gates, and we enter into his gates with thanksgiving. We enter into his courts with praise. That's why it says, our father, to identify who you're talking about, who art in heaven, where is he located? Hallowed or holy 
is your name. What are you doing? You're thanking him. You're praising him. You're worshiping him. You haven't asked him anything yet. You haven't said anything yet. Our Father, which art in heaven, holy is your name. And if you, there is, there is a such thing as the prayer, uh, prayer of praise. There is a prayer, a prayer of thanksgiving. There is a prayer of supplication. There is a prayer of petition. There is a prayer of faith. There is an intercessory prayer. There is a prayer of consecration. There is a prayer of rededication. There is not just one type of prayer. And people have lumped them all together. What are, who are you, one, who are you praying for? Because you don't pray for a believer the same way you will pray for an, an unbeliever. You can't just go into prayer and just, amen, at the door. Because what did you get? Nothing. You can't go in there and, and just start talking to God about every, everything you want to talk to him about. You know something that, that, that it never, even when you read the Pauline prayers and even when Jesus prayed, you know what he never prayed about? Needs. He never prayed about needs. Why? Because he, he knew that in according to Matthew 6, if I'm seeking first the kingdom of God, all these things will already be added unto me. I don't have to pray for a need. I can ask for I can ask for what I want, but I don't have to pray about a need because he already said, I will. If you're seeking first my kingdom, all these things will be added to me because the Father already knows what you have need of before you ask them. So we're going to do a series next year talking about prayer, the different types of prayer. All prayers are not alike. Everybody's not praying in faith. Some people are praying in fear. Until you know what the will of God is, it, you're not operating according to faith. And the only way you're going to know what the will of God is, is you got to find, you got to get in his word to find out. So he says, I need you to make it. So he's asking a question. So will you make a decision today to go to God in prayer like Matthew 6, 10 that says, Father, may your kingdom come. I pray that your will be done. What are you trying to find out? Father, what is what would you like me to pray for today? What I want your will to be done in the earth. So tell me what it is that you need me to pray for today. What do you need me to pray for today? It was going to change your prayer life. Because the first thing it's going to take out of the center is you. When you're operating according to love, you take yourself out of the center. You're not the, you're not the focal point. Other, other people are. Other things are. When you go to God, Father, I want to pray. In other words, you can go to God and say, Father, use me today. Use my tongue. Use and use my lips to be able to pray your most perfect will over today. I want to pray your will into the earth. And then spend the next 30 minutes praying in unknown tongue, praying in the, in the Holy Spirit. What God, Father, give me the utterance that I may pray your most perfect will for today. It will change your prayer life. Because remember, 
the whole thing about in Matthew chapter six, the disciples asking Jesus, Lord, teach us how to pray. Jesus didn't say, pray this prayer. He says, pray this manner. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, Father, your will be done. So Father, concerning this, what is your will, you know, what is your will concerning this? And you know what he's going to do? He's going to take you to different passages in the Bible to show you what his will is concerning that situation. It doesn't matter what it is, your family, the, the, the government, the medical community, uh, what's going on in the Middle East, all of it is, he will show you in his word what his will is. I, I need you to pray concerning this. I need you to pray concerning this because what are you gonna do? He's either gonna tell you to say this. He's either gonna say, I, I, he gives you what to say. He says, now say that back to me so that I can bring it to pass. Jesus didn't just say whatever he wanted to say. He only said what the father told him to say. He only did what the father told him to do. A lot of people are coming up with all these plans and great schemes and they watch this and they watch that and they work here and they work there. And you wonder why it won't work in your situation. Simply because they have, say they have the word does not mean he's going to tell you to do it exactly like he told them to do it. David went into battle many a time. What did he do every time he went into battle? He inquired of the Lord. He asked God, what, is, what do I do in this situation? That's Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. To trust in the Lord with all your heart, don't lean to your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. He will direct your path. So God is telling you, telling all of us, telling the entire body of Christ, he sounded the trumpet, he's blowing the alarm. He's telling you, I need you to begin to pray, come to me and ask me, what is it that I need you to, what, what is, this is what I say to the father each morning. Father, what is my assignment for today that you will be glorified, honored and praised? What's my assignment today? I walk into a room, father, what's my assignment here? I get, a, I get a call to go minister somewhere. Father, what's my assignment today? I come here on Sunday mornings. Father, what is the purpose of this meeting today? Always inquiring of the Lord. Get ready to make a, a business deal. Father, how, am I, how should I proceed concerning this business deal? Father, when I get ready to go to the grocery, what store am I supposed to go to? When I get there, who, if, when I walk past this individual, Am I supposed to say something? If, am I supposed to do something? What is, what, is my, what is my assignment? What is the assignment for the day? Well, that is exactly what Jesus did. When we talked about last week, how he went to the temple and he saw the money changes and all that. He seen the same thing the day before. He said nothing. He did nothing. What did he do? He went back in prayer. Got Okay, when you go there today, this is what I want you to do. Yep, put things back in order. And then I want you to spend the rest of the day teaching them how to have a house of prayer, teaching them how to be doers of what it is my word said, not hearers only. Goal is, God, your kingdom come, your will be done. On my job, in my house, with my family, in my community, Outside of your family, who else in your neighborhood even knows that you saved without you saying anything just by looking at your life? 
It's all about the Father. We said this last week. It's all about the Father. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's all about the Father. It's all about the Father. Now, people are going to ask the question, well, how do you know about all this? I mean, how, how do you talk about, I don't hear a voice. It's just an unction in my spirit that I hear. And he said, and I, was just, I wasn't even asking him about this. And he, he just said it. How many people come to me in prayer and ask me, what is it that I would have them to pray for today? They do all the talking. Most of the time, he, oh, that's good. He said, most of the time when they come, he said, they don't even talk. They just come to complain. Lord, I don't like this. Lord, you need to do. 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 Can I give you a word of wisdom? God, everything that God was ever going to do in your life and in your situation, he did from the foundation of the world. So those things, you need to go back and find out what it is that you should be praying for so that you can make sure that what you're asking lines up with his will. He did all the works from the foundation of the world. He finished all his works from the foundation of the world. That's what the whole thing about grace is. Grace has already made it available for you. Faith actually brings it, it, it brings it to you, but your faith is only energizing works based off of the, your love, the level of love, not the world's love, because the world's level of love is selfish. It's self-seeking. It's self-centered. It comes with conditions. The God kind of love is I'm going to love you no matter what. I don't have to like anything that you're doing. I don't have to agree with anything you're doing, but it's not going to make me love you any less. I'm in love. It's always based off of actions, not feelings. Feelings change. Love is based off of action. God so loved that he gave. Jesus so loved that he laid his life down on the cross for you. Jesus went to hell, death, hell, and the grave. He was made sin that you might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He despised the shame because he was looking in the future towards you, towards me. Love is an action word. Love is not a feeling. The world will tell you that love is a feeling. Love is not a, you might have feelings as a result of love, but it, love is not a feeling. Love is an action. Love is a person. His name is God. God is love. God doesn't just have love. God is love. So if you're saying, I love you with the love of the Lord, but you're not loving them like God loves them, then somebody ain't telling the truth. Because God's love is not selfish. It's not self-seeking. It's not, it's, it doesn't boast itself. It's not easily irritated. It's not resentful. It's not bitter. It does not hold, hold account of a suffered wrong love the god kind of love never fails god's love never fails when you're operating according to god's love god's love never fails now everybody may not be able to receive that love but his love it never fails and most of the people the reason why they're struggling with it is because they have not learned how to receive the love of god so when you don't know how to receive the love of God, you won't know how to receive love from others as well. Particularly if you've ever been hurt or wounded. You, you got such a barricade around you that nobody can get to you. Now, yeah, just pause and think about that for a second. 
if you don't know how to receive love from God, it will make it hard for you to receive love from others. God's love is unconditional. If you're going to operate according to the love of God, you need to understand what the love of God is and what it is not. God does not use the devil to teach you a lesson. God does not use sickness and disease to get his church back in line. God does not use poverty, lack, and unbelief and, and all, those, all those things on the death cycle to try to get you to turn. Can I, let, can I give you a word of wisdom here? Romans chapter 8 says this, verse 2 says that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So you have a law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. You have a law of sin and death. If you stop operating according, let me help make it simple for you. The day or the moment you stop operating according to the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, according to God's word, according to his kingdom, you automatically have turned on the law of sin and death. God doesn't have to do it. The law is in the earth. It works every time. That's the thing about a law. It works every time. People say, God made this happen. God made that happen. No, he did not. With a moment, look at the children of Israel. As long as they did that which was right before the Lord, it, they were always prospered. The moment they began to turn away from the things of God, they began to experience the death cycle. It never said God did anything. Joshua chapter one, verse eight says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. And then as a result of you meditating on it till you can see it, then you begin to do it. He says, then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. It didn't say God did anything. Remember, God finished all his works from the foundation of the world. There's, there's a law in the earth called the law of sin and death. That law was introduced the moment Adam and Eve bowed their knee to the adversary. It works every time. People say, well, I'm not gonna move forward. I'm just gonna be complacent. I'm gonna stand still. Can I tell you, if you're not moving forward, you are moving, you are moving backwards. Cause God is always moving. You have the law of the life of spirit in Christ Jesus, and then you have the law of sin and death. Which law do you think, like gravity, the law of gravity is always in play. You, you might be singing some old song, I believe I can fly, I believe I can touch the sky. No, okay, bet. Get on top of this building. Step off the, step off the edge. You're going to find out that the, the law of gravity is still in effect. But if you have a greater law, called the law of lift. As long as you have all the factors, the, the right speed, your wings are at the right level and everything, the law of lift will cause you to lift up and supersede the law of gravity. But the moment you turn off those law, the law of lift, guess what you're going to find out? The law of gravity did not go away and you will get the effects of the law of gravity, even though at one point in time, 
you had you was operating in the law that superseded it. The word of God is God is is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. When you're operating according to the kingdom of God, you can you will supersede the law of sin and death. But if you, by your own words, you by your own actions, make the decision to stop operating according to the kingdom of God and turn and start operating according to the Babylonian system or turn and operate according to the world system, you will very much turn the law of sin and death back on and stuff will begin to happen. That's why people say, how does, how does good stuff happen to bad How does bad stuff happen to good people? You don't know all the factors. You don't know all the details. I don't know all the details. But the adversary will try to put pressure on you to try to get you to say something that does not line up with the word of God or get you to do something that does not line up with the word, with his kingdom way of doing things. And you just turn that law back on. You will find out it's still very much in effect. You ever know somebody who was hot on fire for God, just hot on fire. I mean, it, ooh, they talk it, boo, boo, it, all the time. Right. And then something happens in their life and, and God should have fixed this. God's so great. He should have turned it around. God's so awesome. You know what? I'm good on God. And they start backing away from the light. And the further they back away from the light, the further into darkness they go, the further in darkness they go, the further in darkness they go. Did it change the fact that God's word was not still supreme? Nope. Did it change the fact that God was not still good? Nope. But God will not force you to do his word. God won't. The devil can't. They used to say, have this little jokey thing, Julie, years ago, is that the devil made me do it. Devil made, he can't make you do anything. If he was going to make you do something, he'd make you run out there and, 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 and rush out with traffic. He'd make you kill you crazy. He doesn't. You know what is he does? He uses words of suggestion. You might as well kill yourself. Don't nobody care nothing about you. No how. Won't nobody even miss you. I had a conversation with somebody about talking about that, about these conversations that they that they, they kept having these thoughts and everything. And I'm telling them what I'm telling you, you got to bombard those thoughts with the word of God. I ain't receiving that. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm not receiving that. God made me when he made me, he made me with a purpose. When God created me, he made, he had, he already knew me from the foundation of the world. He knew exactly what it is he was getting. And from the founded before I was even formed in my mother's womb, God already knew me and he set me apart and he sanctified me. He had a purpose and a plan for my life. And whether I'm walking in it today or not, you know what? It doesn't change the fact that God's gifting are without repentance. He didn't change his mind about me. God demonstrated his love towards you in the fact that he sent Jesus for you, even why you didn't want anything to do with him at all. Are you listening to me? I'm telling you, stuff that's good. Oh, that's good, Lord. Some of the situations, circumstances that people find themselves in is self-inflicted. Based off of what it is you've said based off of the decisions that you have made out of your emotions. Everybody has emotions, but you're not to be led by your emotions. Many people in prison today, cause they had a fit, they had a, a wrong emotion, they acted out on it, killed somebody, and now they spend the rest of their life. 
marriages being blown up because somebody got mad about somebody didn't do it and they didn't they didn't forgive them. In fact, they start building a brick wall behind them, build a brick, 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 brick wall. And then they come back and say, it just seems like we're not in love anymore. It's not because you're not in love anymore. It's because you won't blow up that brick wall. You have you, you, bricks of remembrance, bricks of remembrance, bricks. Of, and the more they do, bricks of remembrance. Now, I'm not saying that there's not situations where, where the marriages has things going on. And that's when you need to seek godly counsel. But if you're going to operate according to the kingdom, one of the, the number one law in the kingdom is love. And love holds no account of a suffered wrong. Now, your, your soul, your flesh might want to remember, mm, I don't know who they think they're talking to. It's the last time they're going to talk to me like that. It's the last time they're going to act like that with me like that. What if God was like that with you? What if God treated you like you treat your spouse? Marriage 101, quick, quick marriage 101. Wives, love your husbands. Uh, well, wives, honor your husbands. Didn't he say love? Well, it said previously love one another. But then he says, wives, honor your husbands. Husbands, love your wives like Christ loved the church. I don't know why she acting crazy like that. Are you loving her like Christ loved the church? Well, how can I do that? Because that love's on the inside of you. I don't know why he ain't showing me more love. Are you honoring him? It doesn't say husbands wait to love your wife the moment when she starts to honor you. It doesn't say wives honor your husband the moment he starts to love you. You do it because not based off of that individual. You do it because of what the word of God has to say. Even when your flesh is not going to want to, your flesh is not going to want to do it. And I'm gonna tell you what the adversary is gonna tell you. You married the wrong one. If you would have married Bobby, or if you'd have married Sally, or if you married Sister Pray Right, or if you married Brother Slam Down, your life will be much better. Can I tell you a word of God? That is not true. And I'm gonna tell you why. Because Brother Brother Slam Down and, and Sister Pray Right got issues too. You dealing with another person, they got issues. Can I tell you? Can I tell you? You got issues. You got issues. And don't make no difference who you with. You got issues. And it's only by the grace of God and the love of God that that, that person is, you guys are still there working it. See, marriage only works when you work it. It only works when you work it. I mean, you know, prime example, last night, I'm trying to do the right thing you know, because you know, Minister Juin, her family culture is a little bit different than mine. So, so Sam, I've been watching this, 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 this show that I know that their family watches and everything. It's all in Cantonese. So I got to read the subtitles. And you know, sometimes they, they be talking so fast. I got to read so fast. By the time I get through watching the show, my eyes and my brain is on, because I had to read everything to be able to understand what's going on. Well, Minister Juin did not tell me, it doesn't work like the, American series, you know, you have this, and then it just continues a series. No, theirs doesn't work that way. You watch a series, and then they interject another series, 
into it. And then after that series, then they put it up, they, they continue on. I'm like, that's the craziest thing ever. You know what? I'm like, you know, I had to walk in love with it right there, Sam. I had to walk in love with it. I'm like, if you would have told me that on the front end, I probably wouldn't have watched it. She's like, I, I know. So this is what I'm going to do, Julie. She thought she was smart, but I told her this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch the end of this season. And then I'm not going to watch that other stuff. I'll just wait until January to rewatch this season. So when it, the new season comes out in March, I'll be ready. Why? What was that? I, I could have got upset. It would have been crazy, but I've known people who got upset for stuff crazy that's simpler than that. She burnt my toast. I want a divorce. I'm tired of him leaving his socks everywhere. I want a divorce. If it's not already in your heart, it's not going to come out your mouth. All right, man, that must be a praise the Lord. So I forgave Minister Chairman last night. We, we talked about this last night and she started laughing. I'm like, I don't know why you think it's funny. So praise God. It's, 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 it's joking, but the thing about it is, is husbands love your wife like Christ loved the church. You can't, be, wives, you can't be submitted to, some, to somebody else's husband and not be submitted to your own husband. Don't nobody want to hear, hear about what Pastor so-and-so said and you wanted me, listen to me when I say I want to go to this, go over here. I ain't trying, that guy ain't trying to hear all that. Submit one to another. Husbands, submit. We submit to them, they submit to us. We submit to them, they submit to us. What does that word submit mean? Get under that person's mission. We in the house, Minister Julian says, hey, today I want this to be a house cleaning day and this is what I, this is what I need you to do with the house and everything. I don't say, woman, don't you know I'm the man of God? I'm the one that, no, I, okay. I'm gonna, okay, what part you need me to do? Okay, and you gonna do that part and I'm gonna do that part, okay, break. What did I just do? I got under her mission. We come in the house here. I, I'm, the, I'm the pastor here. When we come in here, even though we're husband and wife, guess what? Now I'm her pastor. So she doesn't talk to me like I'm her husband. She talks to me like I'm her pastor. Do y'all see this? You're submitting one to another. The world will tell you, wives, don't submit to that man. You just as smart as he is. In fact, you make more money than him. You know what? If you'd have married brother Bob, you would mm, Bob would have treated you so much different. Than him. Get rid of that zero and get a hero. Nope. Nope. <clears throat> nope. Cause I'm gonna tell you, Bob got issues too. Bob, Bob got a wrong relationship with his, with his resources and you will always be second to that. But see, when you, when you go before God and you're finding out what God's will is for the day, what he wants you to do for that day, it will change how you interact with other people. Brother Doug and I, we ever if we ever have anything going on, anything, it's, it's in, I, I don't go to him first. 
I go to God first. And I'm going to God, not about him. I'm going to God about me. Father, how, how, how did, I, did I handle this situation right? According to show, in your words, show me how was I supposed to handle this situation? If I did not handle the situation that way, how do I fix it? I'm not trying to fix him. I fix, I'll, I'll work on me because that's the one I have control over. Okay, Father, now how do I respond to him? This, what does my word say about that? Well, your word says I'm supposed to pray for him. Your word says that I'm supposed to bless him. Your word says that I'm supposed to do forgive him, all those things. Okay, Father, so this is what I'm going to do. I don't wait till I see him and tell him, you know I prayed for you. You know I forgave you. I don't go through all that. Father, I make a decision. I choose to forgive and walk in love. Father, where I've missed it, Father, I ask you to forgive me. I repent. Show me what I need to do. Show me the adjustments I need to do. And when he shows me the adjustments that I need to do, I never have, I, unless, unless he tells me, hey, I need you to go to him, and this is what I need you to say to him. Man, hey, you know what? I missed it, brother. I just ask you to forgive me. I love you. That's what he tells me to do. That's what I do. But you the pastor, so what? I'm a believer first. I'm a follower of Jesus first. It's not about you. It's only about him. We represent the kingdom. Of, we are supposed to represent the kingdom of God as ambassadors of Christ, as God's making his expression in the earth through us. People say, I want to see the love of God. You know who, who he's going to use to show the love of God through? Through you through me, through other members in the body of Christ. Man, I love you so much. Okay, sounds great. Demonstrate it. What does it look like? What does your love look like? Well, I got this real strong feeling. Guess what? You can get mad and this is as strong as you love them. Does it, they used to say there's a thin line between love and hate. It's thin. You ever seen people get married and they don't spend thousands of dollars on the wedding and they got married and they got married and they made no investments into their marriage before they said, I do. And they get in the wedding and find out, you know, love is blind, but marriage is an eye opener. And all those lips, hips and fingertips and all those triceps and biceps and muscles and all that. All that you know, gravity's gonna set in at some at some at some point in time. Things that used to be here are gonna start. Hello, beauty's skin deep, but ugly goes right through the bone. I've seen. Like I told you about that young lady who used to when I first got saved, and she used to cuss like a. I mean, she make a cellar blush. She beautiful. Oh, have you seen her? She like oh, pop pop pop. But her mouth, when she opened her mouth, oh, you'd be like, oh, just feel, feel. And I wouldn't even, I mean, I didn't even know Jesus like I know him. Now. But it's just like, baby, that's not attractive. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, I'm not in trouble with nobody. So don't think I'm, I, I mean, if you look at my notes this morning, Did not, did not what was on it is not was not on my menu. I, I got all this 
from that seat to this behind, from there to here. I only had one scripture. Follow me. This is what I'm talking about. This is in demonstration. Father, what is it that you would have me to share with your people today? What is it that you would have me to do today? What is the mission for this service today? What, 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 how do you want me to start? Start with this. Okay. And then follow me. Okay. It's an act of your will. You have to choose to follow God. He won't force you. He won't make you. You have to choose to do it. We had a situation last week and the, the situation when it was dealing with, it was working with some, a, a business. And what they, when they said it to me, I would like to say, this is, this is what happened. When it, when it happened and what Minister June will tell you, if, if, if I don't like something, I just don't say anything. That's how I, I didn't even know. She said, yeah, that's how I knew you didn't like you didn't like the experience because you didn't say anything. Can I tell you a secret? The receptionist at the business, when I came out from the work that I had done and everything, and I, and I, was, I was sitting there and they were like, Milton, are you okay? I said, yes, I am. And uh, how was it? It was okay. It was different, but it was okay. And I said, you know, so just, just, it was just different. I, not, not bad, not good. It's just different. So she said, the receptionist, I hadn't even got home yet. Freed, I hadn't got home to talk to uh, Joanne about it yet. She's like, uh, are you okay? Because you're not saying anything and that's not typically how you are. I'm like, I'm good, I'm good. I didn't want to say anything because I realized my words have power. So I, I drive home, I get home, I kind of shared some of the some of the experience that happened with uh, Juin. I'm telling her about it and everything, but I'm not saying anything, any death words out of my mouth. I just didn't say anything. And she said, "Oh, I know you didn't like what happened because you didn't say anything." But this is what I did, though. I didn't leave it there, Jerry. I, I called back the next day and spoke to the person who provided the service to me. Because they asked me a question during the course of the time that, um, that the service was being performed and I answered it. I wasn't saying it in a, I didn't say it rude. I didn't say it hotly, nothing. I responded to the question and then it was like, wow, that could have came off the wrong way. Remember, you're in prayer with God. Father, what is your will for today? Your kingdom come, your will be done today. What is my assignment today? Call them back. Okay, called them back. Person wasn't in yet. Person comes in. And, they, and the reception, is everything okay? Oh, everything's good. Thank you. I just, I just need to just speak to them for a second. Okay. Person calls back. Now, the last thought they had was the the answer I gave him to the question they asked me the day before but what did I had to what did he have me do call back and clarify and to let him know 
I understand why you did it the way that you did it. And I respect it. I really appreciate it. It was just different for me. And it reminded me of a situation that happened to me years ago. That's why I didn't say anything because I didn't want to respond to you today based off of something that happened years ago. I appreciate what it is that you did. For, I thank you so very much. Do you know what she did? She started to cry. Because no one had did that before. What did it cost me? Nothing. How, how did I, was I even sensitive on knowing what to do? I have gone to God about it first. What do I do in this situation? What would you have me to do in this situation? I need you to do this. I did not know how she was going to respond. She said this before we got up. You don't have any idea how much this means to me. Thank you so very much. And I didn't say anything harsh. I just didn't say anything. That's what I'm saying. That's what the father is saying. Choose my way. Choose my way. Choose my way. Choose my way. You operate according to the kingdom of God. You operate based off of the love of God. It didn't cost me anything. It didn't cost me anything. Another, it, it is, it, it, it look, listen, look, look at me, look at me, look at me. It's not about me. It, he says, just use these examples to show you that when you yield to God and say, Father, your kingdom come, your will be done in earth, just like it is in heaven. What is it that you would have me to do today? What is it that you would have me to say today? What's my assignment today? I need you to go back and fix it. Go back and fix it. Go back and fix it. I've had to go back to, to, to minister you in before. And I, I could, it doesn't matter who's right for the sake of peace. You know what, I, I'm sorry, I, I did not hear what you said, or I didn't completely understand what you said, and I responded this way, or, you know, you've been, you know, I need you when we're talking, I need you to do X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I don't like, but woman, don't you see that I'm working on something, blah, blah, blah. They'd be like, hold it. She, I remember she told me that one of the issues is, one of the challenges she has is the fact that she starts talking to me, I'm still in the middle of doing something, she wants my undivided attention. So hang on, let me cut this off. And then turn. Yes. What's that? It's called demonstration of love. Didn't cost me anything. Hey, when we're when we're eating dinner or whatever, or, or take it, take that earbud. I, I wear an earbud in my ear because my phone rings sometimes, and I don't always want to pick my phone up. So I would always have an earbud in my ear and. 
because I listen to the word, listen to teaching and everything. When she sees the earbud in my ear, it, it signals to her that I'm listening to the word, even though I may not be listening to anything at all. So what did I have to do? Take the earbuds out. Something simple. What did it cost me? Nothing. Am I, do I do it all the time? No. Am I better than I used to be? Yes. We have a rule about with each other in dinner time. If the if if at dinner time, no phones. Put your phone away. Put your phone away. On date night, don't 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 even bother. Date night is every Friday night. So unless your house is on fire. It's an emergency. I mean, fire, three alarm fire, you on your way to the hospital, but just, you could text us. But on date night, because that is their time. If we ain't having, day, if date night's not going right, she come back, say, hey, we need to do something about date night. Okay. Father, what do I need to do? What adjustment do I need to do? I don't even go back to a woman. I'm going to go to the Lord and uh, Father, what do I need to do? Because I'm not, I'm not doing something right. I don't try to fix her. I let him deal with me first. And then let him tell me what I need to do concerning her. I deal, let him deal with me first. And then let him deal with me concerning how I'm going to respond to you. I don't go to him about you and not talk about me because I already know if I go to him about you, he's already going to start talking to me about me. Because if he fixed the problem, but I still have the still the same stinking thinking, guess what's going to happen? Even if he turns that person around and you still have your holding it out attitude, you're going to jack it up. So I don't do, I don't, I told y'all, yeah, get your girl up. I ain't lying, boy. Ooh, I have all the prison ministry. I'll get your girl now. Get it now. Woo. But no, Lord, where do I need to make the adjustment? And I'm going to say this, and this is where we're going to end. I also told Minister Juin, if you never changed, if you never did what God told you to do, if you never follow God's word, if you never came to service with me on a Sunday, it would not make me love you any less because my love for you is unconditional. I made a decision to love you before I even knew what, what that in all entailed, before I knew everything about you. That's why I'm writing a book called Read the Fine Print. No, I'm just kidding. But, but my love towards her, my love for her is not based off of what she does. If she never does what God tells her to do, I'm gonna love her. I don't have to like it. But I, I, I turn her over to the Lord. And then I, and if he tells me to do something, then I do it. But I don't leave scriptures under her pillow. I don't leave, you know, uh, she cuts the TV on and somebody repent, you eat it. I don't none of that. Nope. I trust 
the word of God. I trust the love of God. And the love of God is the strongest force. Jesus said in John 10, 10, I can't, the thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He says, but I came that you might have life in abundance to the full until it overflows. The God kind of life. And the God kind of life is a life of love. The God kind of life, to make sure you're living the God kind of life, and tells you, and tells you, being doers of his word and not hearers only. Living the God kind of life and tells us forgiving a suffered wrong, not holding account to a suffered wrong. God, your love never fails. People may fail, but your love never fails. People may let me down. God, you never will. People may disappoint me. God, you never will. People may leave me and forsake me, but God, you never will. People may give up on me, but God, you never will. People may not see all the value that's in me, but nobody sees me, God, like you do. God's kingdom come. God's will being done in the earth. You find that out in prayer. You find that out in communication with him. You find that out by seeking his will. You put, you scrap all your all those plans you got. You scrap them and get out a blank piece of paper. Now, Father, first of all, I repent for trying to make my own way. Now, and I'm asking you, what would you have me to do? And just wait and listen, because he's always talking. Concerning my children, concerning my family members, concerning the church, concerning the ministry. Father, what would you have us to do? I want your will above mine. I can't come up with a plan, go to God, say, God, bless my mess. God's not going to, he's not obligated to bless your plan. If your plan doesn't line up with his. You can beg, please, scream, jump over now, all you want. If your plan doesn't line up with his plan, he, he has not. Remember, the works were already finished from the foundation of the world. He already has a plan for your life. Now, next week, we'll guess, well, next week or the week after, we might get to the, to the message of, uh, that we have for today. But this is what the Father said, I want you to share with my people today. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody walking or talking unless you just so assign. You know, the interesting thing about God is God, everything with God starts with the word. God brought this word forth today to let you know it doesn't matter how far away you've been, no matter how much you missed it, no matter how, how off you have been. God says one word from me can change your life forever. God never changes. The word of God says in Malachi three that God is this, he changes not. He's the same yesterday, today, and for he is the always the same. And the same way he loved before, God still loves you that same way today. He may not agree with everything that you have done. He may not have condoned everything that you've done, but there's nothing you can do to make God stop loving you. He would like, he would like to get you back in right relationship with him right now. It's as simple as praying and acknowledging and receiving what it is 
Christ has already done for you on Calvary's tree. In accordance with Romans chapter 10, verses 8, 9, and 10, he says, the word of God is near you. It's in your heart. It's in your mouth. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. The word saved means healed, delivered, made free, whole, and protected. He says, for with the, with the mouth, he says, with the heart man believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Confession is made unto deliverance. Salvation is made unto healing and wholeness. And salvation is made unto restoration. So if you pray this prayer with me, say it out of your mouth, mean it from your heart. You can get right back in right relationship with him right now. Or you can let this be day one. Day one, day one of your new beginning and your fresh start. So pray this with me, dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I do believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe he died for me on the cross and carried my sins for me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Save me now. I repent of sin. I'm sorry, Lord. I receive your offer of forgiveness. I receive your love right now. Wrap me in your arms right now. Fill me with the Holy Spirit from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. Right now, I'm saved, delivered, made whole, free in Jesus' name. Amen. We thank God for you. If you prayed that prayer for the very first time or you dedicated your life to the Lord, we want to thank you, welcome you back into the kingdom, back in the right relationship, back into the right place in Jesus' name. Now, what do you do now? You need to get into a word-based church that teaches you about the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, and also how to operate according to the kingdom of God. We believe that Ignite is such a church. If you have, if you live in the local Ottawa, a Greeley area, we'd like to invite you to join us each Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. This is a special service, so uh, we're here at 8 o'clock today, but next week, We'll be here at 9.30 a.m. to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God, expecting signs and wonders to follow. Also, if you're too far away and you can only watch us online or you, you're not comfortable yet coming back into the house of God, man, continue to watch us online until you are. And if you're listening to us by a podcast, share it with a friend, share it with a neighbor. We love to, we love to get to know you and hear from you and how you got in contact with us. Well, on behalf of sister, uh, on behalf of Minister Joanne and myself and all the Ignite Nation, we want to thank you for joining us today. You have a blessed week. God bless you. Bye-bye.